0: This is the Women's Hockey Life Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Women's Hockey Life Podcast, empowering women and girls in hockey. We'll be talking in depth about what it really takes to be unstoppable on the ice and in life. We'll be looking at the mindset of the most successful woman as they mastered the game and went on to even bigger successes in life because they mastered it. This podcast is brought to you by our friends over at The Hockey News and Sports Illustrated. Go to THN.com backslash deal to subscribe to their magazine today. Maddie Miller is a former collegiate student-athlete at Lindenwood Belleville, where she had a great career. But like many of us, we struggled with the transition from being that student-athlete to entering the real world. She wrote a great article for our website, womenshockeylife.com, on this topic, and it It really hit home for me as I went through a lot of what she did, and I know that the two of us can't be the only ones who have gone through that or will go through it. So I wanted to bring Maddie on here today and just let her tell her story and really get into the struggles, but also let's try and figure this out. right, let's see how we can help people moving forward. So Maddie, welcome. If you want to just introduce yourself, you know, where'd you grow up? How'd you get started in hockey? Um, Where'd you play? That'd be awesome. Yeah, so hi, everybody. My name is Maddie Miller.
0: Um, I grew up in Newmarket, Ontario, but there was no women's hockey league where I was from, so I played in the town five minutes over. I played in Aurora my entire life growing up, and then um, I actually got into hockey because my brother played growing up, and I would always just die watching his games and just love it, and I begged my mom for three years to to let me play hockey because she wanted me to be a figure skater, and I said, no, mom, it's just not for me. So finally, signed me up, and um, here I am. How did you break her down? How did you finally get her to say yes?
1: Just three years of nagging persistence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please, First mom. Day. Please, mom. Yeah, just yeah. keep poking. <laughs> yep, that's awesome. That's awesome. And and how did you end up at, at Lindenwood Belleville? How did you? How did that whole process um, evolve? Um,
0: so I played in the PWHL for my my final year of hockey in Aurora, and um, a friend of mine actually was scouted, and I actually was already committed to another college back home. I wasn't even going to play hockey, and I was just going to go for a graphic design college degree, and I ended up, like, my friend was like, hey, you know, we got a scholarship, and I was like, Me- like, we? I was like, no, I didn't, and she was like, yeah, no, let's go. It's in Illinois. I don't know what's going on, but let's go.
1: <laughs> no way. So she essentially recruited on your behalf, like, hey, I've yeah. got this friend, this teammate. Let's yep. bring him to you. Yeah, it was um,
0: a very unique (laughs) recruiting experience, for sure. But um, I just went on a limb and I was like, you know what? If I get to play hockey for another four years, why not? Let's do it.
1: That's interesting because you went from having the mindset of, I'm not even going to play in university. Like, my my hockey career is essentially done at that elite level to, okay, we're jumping right back in the saddle here. Yeah. what was that what was your mindset from that from just making that shift of like were you upset that you weren't gonna be playing anymore or had You just pushed it out of your out of your mind and then now you're back in it. Like what what was that process like?
0: Um, I was sad. Absolutely, but I like I had this feeling and I don't this sounds like super corny, but I had this feeling like in my soul that like I like for some reason I was not done playing awesome. like something would come along or like I could play hockey in college, or like there was like a local team that would reach out or something, and I, I it it literally happened. I like I just had this feeling that my hockey career was not done, and that opportunity came, and I was like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. I don't think that's corny at all, and I believe in that. I believe like the universe just lined everything up. You believed yeah. in that. You you knew something was going to happen, and and there it was, and you took advantage of it. Right? You yeah. jumped at the opportunity. Yeah. That's awesome. So, talk to me a bit about about your university career, like. Were there any big moments that stood out for you or things that you um, maybe weren't expecting to have happened and then they did and it, it, it changed you as a person?
0: Lots of things <laughs> happened in university. Um, yeah, like I think honestly overall, um, not to get like too personal and stuff, but the mistakes I made completely changed me as a person and as a hockey player. Um, I definitely suffered through some consequences but it just made me really realize how much hockey means to me and how much I was affecting people around me and that I just didn't want to do that you know what I mean
1: yeah
0: I just wanted to to be a good person be a good student and be a good hockey player and just and just learn and grow every single day so at one point I reached that probably and like towards the end of my sophomore year I was like okay enough with the crap like let's go, let's focus, let's crack down. And then I really, really, really started to realize how deep my passion was for everything.
1: That's awesome. Do you think part of that had to do with maybe never being away from home and you had all this freedom all of a sudden and you could basically do whatever and, and you didn't have your parents right behind you already to, you know, discipline you or whatever. It was just, you had freedom now. And then you, you, did, you did some stuff, you made some mistakes and you're like, okay, this is not me. This is not who I am. I need to get it back together.
0: Yeah. Um, actually, I, I went through a heartbreak and sort of tossed away my, my cares to the world and made that pretty clear. <laughs> so um, I learned a lot from that, though, and I'm happy I went through it because I, I'm, I'm proud of who I've become since then. Yeah. And it was unfortunate that, you know, you kind of have to, to go through all that stuff and be a certain way to, to sort of realize, but uh, I wouldn't change anything about the experience or, or what happened or what I went through. And just sort
1: of how I handled everything. Yeah. And I bet you are less judgmental of other people who make mistakes now.
0: 100%. 110%. I actually, not to encourage people to, to do things, but like when they make a mistake, I'm like, yes, like you are going to learn from this. This is going to help you so much. And I'm really happy. I'm not happy that you did it. but
1: <laughs> No, I <laughs> get that. it.
0: But it's, it's, yeah, it's like, I'm just really happy that this is going to be a really good growing experience for you.
1: 100%. And, and I think the biggest thing, and, and you obviously went through it, is you, you made the mistakes, but then you didn't keep repeating the pattern to this yeah. day, right? You, you actually learned from it. You chose to learn from it and move forward,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So that's huge. And I think that's part of why you were able to get past it and move on. And now you're a great person, so <laughs> you have learned from it. But that is like one of the things too that I, I always talk about with just anyone. Like, it, it's like you don't, don't go intentionally making mistakes, but if you do, learn from it and you're going to grow as a person, right? Especially when you're young, it's like, go, go try things, Mm -hmm. right? Find out what you're passionate about. Find out what, what excites you, what makes you come alive. And through the process of, of just doing things you're going to knock off. Okay. Yeah. I'm not interested in this or there's some interest. Maybe, maybe that's something I'm going to pursue further. Um, but for you, you, you kind of knew what you wanted to do going into college, like talking more now about like the academics and, and life and what you want to pursue. Um, you had an idea. So for you, it was more really figuring out if that's what you wanted to do. Do you want to talk a bit about what you studied and and what you're doing now?
0: Sure. Um, So actually, originally, I started off as a interactive media and web design major at my school. And I loved it. But the web design part was extremely challenging for me. Like, I learned how to code from scratch. So like everything, I typed every single little thing.
1: Is that like a zero one, zero one? Like what is
0: yeah, so like the, um, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know how to, like, yeah, but yes. and That's impressive. Yeah, so I can code a website, but I don't really like to do it. <laughs> and I, I knew that I wanted to do graphic design, and they didn't really do, they didn't really touch on a whole lot of that on that side, which is a little bit surprising. But, um, I actually, a lot of my classes overlapped with a mass communications major. So I looked into that in my junior year, and I noticed that they had, like, half design courses and half sort of, like, public relations, marketing, businessy sort of courses. Okay. So I thought that would be a good route, just because I love to design, and then to have some sort of, like, marketing and business background if I wanted to start my own business one day would be awesome. So I just, I did that, and then I still graduated on time and everything, which was awesome.
1: That's amazing. So yeah. It all out. Yep. Good for you. Good for you. So, just to backtrack a little bit here, not to get off topic, but with the game of hockey, that obviously brought you to Lindenwood Belleville, right? That's where you continued your career. You got your education. You, you know what you know now because of it. What made you fall in love with the game in the first place?
0: Ooh, <laughs> that's a tricky question. Didn't I think I'd like... stump you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know because growing up I it's it's always been part of me it's like it's it's just been my lifestyle and but like every season I feel like I loved it in a different way interesting like I guess it would depend on the group of girls I had or the coaches I had or the success we had and like obviously there was always that underlying I love hockey no matter what but there's little those little things make you love it even more like when you when you win that silver stick tournament or when your coach gives you that pat on the back for making that great play and just, I don't know, just those little things, but in college specifically, um, just the tight knit family and being around your, your girls 24 seven and just like having an amazing supportive coaching staff was like, I can't even explain how amazing and just unique it is to, we have such a great culture in our group too. Like it's like, our girls are picking you up when they're when you're down um no judgment like we i just we all just love like purely purely love each other and i think that's really unique especially in a big group of women <laughs> yes along like that and it's just like it's amazing to be part of and like super hard to let it go so i think for me that's what helped me love hockey a million times more than i did
1: yeah no it, it makes sense and you know, for a lot of people and and even for myself, it was, you know, just jumping on the ice, you forget about everything else, Mm -hmm. right? It's like you're in this little bubble and and time freezes and you just, you feel the most at ease and the most uh, in your skin, I guess, right? So then for you now, when you had this family, this tight-knit group for four years, arguably your whole life up until the day you graduated, Mm -hmm. and now you're making the transition into the real world, the real world, right? You're an adult now. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Yeah. Um, what, like, when did you first start to feel, I guess, lost or isolated or alone? Um,
0: I think when I graduated, um, because I, I'm obviously Canadian and I stayed in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Well, my friends pretty much all left and I was, I felt pretty alone in a sense that I couldn't really talk to anybody about it or, like, nobody around me would really understand, especially because hockey isn't very popular in St. Louis. So, like, I have a few friends here and there that, that have played, and, you know, like, they're like, oh, you know, it sucks the hockey's over and stuff, but, like, no one to really understand. And even the girls that all went home for the summer and stuff, like, they didn't graduate either, so they don't understand yet. And I just, I didn't, I didn't even really know like how to express my feelings, <clears throat> excuse me. And I honestly felt like a little bit weak feeling like that. Like I, I wasn't sure if I was the only one feeling like that or if I was just being a baby or like what it was. So I didn't, I didn't really say anything for a while. And then <clears throat> all the girls came back and started skating again. And I was like, whoa, like it like just slapped me right in the face, like, really emotional um, I'm like teary right now
1: <laughs> I get it I get it it's hard it's, yeah it's a you go from as hard as, as every student athlete knows this you work extremely hard during those 4 years and you earn everything you get but at the same time you're you're spoiled in that you have a tight knit group of, of friends and family and you know, you you get meals after games and, and you go to the dining hall, you don't have to prep food. You, you get a lot of things that are that you take for granted that, that you then have to do in the real world. Like now you have to prep food. Now you have to plan. Now you have to work out on your own. Now you have to, you're essentially by yourself. So it, it is a big, it's a big deal for student athletes and and you're not the only one. I went through it. A lot of my teammates went through it. I gained like 20 pounds after I stopped playing because I realize you can't eat like you normally do when you're working out two three hours a day right like and that's common sense like anyone hearing this is probably like duh jacqueline like of course you get the calories, yeah. in, calories out like hello but you're just you're you're just in this um i guess routine and, and you don't think like everything is here you're, you're doing a b c d during, throughout the day and then all of a sudden that structure is gone
0: yeah. and i feel
1: like Athletes and, and lots of people in general thrive in, in structure, right? So you know what's coming, you know what's going to happen, and then it's not like university preps you for the day after you graduate, right? And and no fault to theirs, it's it. I mean, everyone's different; everyone goes through different transitions. But what you went through is is actually very common, and I, I guarantee you, people listening to this who have gone through what you did, they they had the feel, same feelings and, and same emotions, and those who Maybe you're in university right now, listening or watching to this. They don't get it. We might sound a little crazy to them right now, but as soon as they experience it, they're going to be like, "Oh, this is it, right?" So, I guess how did you how did you start to get out of that? How did you get out of that fog or that funk that you were in? Um, well,
0: How are you out of it? I mean, like, there's there's days that I'm like, you know, I can do this. It's okay. And then there's days that I'm like, oh my god, like I would I would die to get practice right now or like be prepping for game day or just so there's like there's ups and downs for sure but um i'm super fortunate enough to have my old coach still let me come out and skate awesome practice with the girls and just sort of be part of things and she actually even made her own internship for me like a little marketing graphic design sort of social media intern. Awesome. so i still get to like seriously be part of it and be around the girls and just do whatever i can to to help out which is helping a lot Yep. Yeah. But then there's days too that I get really jealous and I'm like, oh, like I wish I was there and the girls be like, I wish so bad you were skating. And it's, so it's, it's hard, but it's, but I would rather be part of it than not.
1: Yeah. So do you think like hockey was obviously the number one passion in your life for your entire life, right? So now that that's taken from you, it's, it's you now finding what that next passion is or is there, was there a passion there that was maybe just as strong, but you never tapped into it. So now you're trying to figure out what that is, and maybe it is graphic design. Maybe it's you know doing exactly what you're doing, but trying to stay involved in the game somehow with it as well. You know, like, have you have you thought about that? Is that is that maybe something that now you're trying to just figure out?
0: Definitely, and um, I've actually been doing an internship in for a team in British Columbia as well, doing their their like their game day graphic design and stuff. And I absolutely love doing that. It's yeah. like, that's what I want to do. Like if I could work for an NHL team doing graphic design, I, like that would probably be my dream job. That's so awesome. I can stay involved in hockey, but still design. And If there's any way that I can like play, obviously I would, but just being part of it and getting to make a career out of it, I think would be a huge bonus.
1: Yep. And, and are there opportunities for you to play in like an adult league or a beer league as we call them in Canada? <laughs>
0: um, yeah, there's one around here. I think they only do just tournaments, which is totally so okay. um not so many, as sorry, not as many least here as there are at home, but um, it's definitely better than nothing. And I think I'm just gonna buckle down and play those tournaments whenever they come along.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And I guess the, the question for me is, is why now? Why, why do you feel the need to talk about this now?
0: Um, I wanna talk about it while it's like on my mind. So honestly, so people can feel this emotion. Mm -hmm. I don't really like to show my emotions per per se and um, I think it's really important for people to to not take for granted what they have right now and even and also just speak for people that are going through this or have gone through this like you're I don't want anyone to feel alone in this and and felt like I felt like three months ago and just feel like dumb or like a baby because you're not you know yeah absolutely lifestyle adjustment and it's really 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 hard mm-hmm so
1: what when you were like as you were i mean this is still fresh for you I, obviously we can see that but when when you were going through it like did did this isolation the fear the the insecurity did it show up in in like physical symptoms or just it was or was it all inside you talking to yourself inside your, your own head
0: um i think a bit of both like i always i gained a little bit of weight too and okay. i love my- it, like extremely hard to motivate myself to do other things. Like I didn't really want to apply for jobs or go to the gym or like do anything that <laughs> had nothing to do with hockey. Like I was like sort of turned off by everything. And I was just like I want to be where I want to be, and then everything else is I don't care. Yeah. So well, that was like really challenging to make that mental switch and be like I need. I need to change my entire mentality here or else I'm going to be sitting on my couch for the rest of my life and I need to just suck it up and be an adult, but still be able, still allow myself to be emotional and go and grieve about this too. So that was sort of a challenging thing to, to balance both (laughs) feelings and motivate myself again, but I'm slowly doing it and it's starting to get a little bit easier, but it's, it's
1: still hard. Yeah. It's almost like you lost your identity when hockey stopped. Definitely and then you're like, now what? Yeah, exactly. Right? Now, what do you do? Yeah. Cause you associate hockey with who you are and you forget that you're, you know, you're also a daughter. I don't, do you have siblings? Yeah. I have two older brothers. You're a sister, you're a friend, you're you're a lot of these other things, but it hasn't been the primary focus, right? You just, mm-hmm. your, your passion's been hockey. You love it. And all of a sudden it gets taken from you. And now you're like, who am I? Yeah. And you're like, well, how do, how do I get through this? And it's, I remember going through it definitely when I stopped playing, but I also was still in the game. Like I coached, I went and played overseas. I played in CWHL. Like I did, I did a lot of other things. So I, I don't think I had the, the major impact that you're feeling right now. It I was a bit, it was lessened, I, I guess you could say, because I was still playing. I was still involved for me. That, that experience that you're feeling now happened when I got out of coaching and I, I, I got out of coaching because I had twins and there's two of them. So I stayed home with them (laughs) a lot. Like I had to sacrifice the coaching career to, to raise my family. And that was my choice. I chose to do that. But what I didn't realize was how that was going to impact me and and my psyche and, and being like, wow, this, is this all I am now? Like, am I just a mom, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But again, you go through that identity of I've been a hockey player, hockey coach, and now that's taken from you and you just feel completely lost. and it was like the biggest i remember my twins were 11 months old and i was like i this can't be it and that sounds so horrible as a mom i love my kids to death i will do anything for them (laughs) any parent out there understands that but i needed more i needed to to be stimulated in other ways and that's in that they were 11 months old and that's when i 100 percent invested in my by my business and the company and and making it work and helping you know highlight and promote and support the game like that's what made me come alive and i started to find my identity still in hockey but in a completely different realm right so it's kind of like with you you're trying to figure out how to take what, what you're skilled and gifted at with graphic designing and apparently building websites even though you don't love that um and and now implementing that with your other passion of hockey and you're, I think the biggest takeaway here is you're, you're taking action now. You know, you're not laying on the couch and, and feeling sorry for yourself. And you've, you've gotten out of that because you're like, I could stay here or I can actually put one foot in front of the other and start to turn that into my new life. Yeah. So kudos to you. Because you, you even mentioned in the article how it was, you know, hockey taught you, um, you know, what to fight for, I believe is what you had said. And, and now it's, that's what you're doing now. You're fighting for what you want. And the game taught you how to do that, so it's gonna reward you in, in some way that you just don't even know about yet. I believe that. I know you're gonna be fine.
0: Thank you. Sometimes, honestly, it's, that's like all I need to hear to just keep going, so.
1: That's all you can do, right? Yeah. You just have to, you have to do. Like Nike got it right when they said, just do it. I never understood that slogan now more than ever. It's like, you literally just have to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Every step you take, even if it's one backwards, you're doing something where you're learning how to create that life that you want. Like you said, you're learning from all the, 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 the mistakes you made in college, but you grew, right? So now it's, you're, you're, you're doing internships. I mean, you're probably doing like 17 other things as well, right, trying to figure out which path to go and, and this hard work you're putting in now is gonna pay off in the long run. I know it will. So just I stay the know. course <laughs> with that. I said, I hope so. Thank you. (laughs) It will. will. And you just, you you have to believe in yourself and you, by believing how you believe in yourself is just by doing, right? Because then the confidence grows as you try new and different things. Yep. I remember like those first 11 months of my kid's life, like postpartum depression, hardcore. Like I have never been that low in my life before. I'm like, I totally have a new respect for depression and mental illness. Not that I ever didn't, but when you actually go through it and I'm like, this isn't me. I'm happy. I'm upbeat. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, oh, I like, I'm, I'm always smiling. I'm making people laugh. Like, and I couldn't figure out how, like, how to get out of bed in the morning. And I had to like keep two tiny humans alive. They were depending on me. Right. And I'm like, I don't know how to make it through the day. I've never felt that before in my life. And at the end of every single day, I would literally like high five myself. Like, yes, they're alive. I did my job. And I'm like, that's so messed up to even like think like that. And it, I, I, I just remember like crying over them. Like it was a, the, the, the typical, like postpartum depression. Like you, you cry randomly. You, you, you feel like you don't know what you're doing, how to do anything. I literally spilled um, breast milk that I'd pumped on the kitchen floor, bawled my eyes out. And I was <laughs> like, is this where the expression comes from crying over spilled milk? I was like, I get that now. Like it was, it was just the craziest things. And it was at that 11 month mark when I finally was like, enough is enough. Like I had one foot in front of the other every day. And over time of keeping my children alive, I built confidence. Mm-hmm. And then was like, okay, they're almost a year old. And I've, I've been able to do this. Like, yes, I have a team. Yes. I have a family, a team. It's called the family, not in the sports world anymore. Um, that, that's helping as well. But it was, it was the, looking back, it was the coolest um, transition i guess from going from literally the bottom of the ground laying flat on my face to feeling like i could literally do anything like now i have all this confidence and it was just by doing the same thing over and over and over again and at that 11 month mark i was like i know i meant to do more than just be a stay-at-home mom right like i love it i enjoy it it's exhausting but I, I just was like, okay, there has to be more out there, and I, that's why I, with you, I'm like, you have a you have another passion, right? You're you're good at something else, and now it's just figuring out how to put the two together.
0: Mm-hmm. For me,
1: it was, you know, I, I loved playing, obviously, we both did, and, and I loved coaching, but now that I have a family, the lifestyles don't match up. Like when you're coaching at that instillate level, it's seven days a week, arguably year round, you know, and and I'm like, I don't want to raise my kids where they're never going to see me. That's my personal choice and, and that's, I don't want to do that. So now I'm like, how do I stay involved in the game? Yeah. Right. And it was, I had to figure, I literally created something from nothing because that was the only out that I saw, you know, like I had to take that initiative and do something I had very little experience in <laughs> building and running a business, but it's been so cool just learning as you go. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Making a ton of mistakes. Like you said, mistake Mm -hmm. after mistake. But now, you know, you start to build off those and and you get momentum and you're like, okay, I think I I know what I'm doing now. And it was, it was the most liberating feeling. Like like you said, like scary to put yourself out there and try and do something you've never done before, but then the rewards have been tenfold. Right. Now I get to be with my kids and also run a business and, you know, so I can put them on the bus or drop them off at daycare and pick them up and be there on the weekends and stuff like that. So it's, but it's it's having, I guess the the insight to be able to look at yourself and say, what are you willing to sacrifice to have that life that you want? Because you can literally do anything if you yep. want to, and you want to put the work in, and that's what you're figuring out. Yeah. So it's it's really cool to watch you do this. Thank you. It really is.
0: Um, it's actually been great um, being in contact with you. Like, thank you so much for all your support and just oh my god, just, yeah, standing and and being here and. Just, doing
1: everything you can so it means a lot. Oh, well, hey, okay. I'm, I'm glad you reached out. And that's the other thing is you sent that email with, I don't know if you were nervous to her, is she going to put it up on the website, is she not? But you took, a, you took a risk, you took a chance. The worst I would have said is no. Yeah, right? exactly. And I knew that.
0: So, so I, just, I just thought, you know what? Here you go. And if no. not, okay.
1: And that's, <laughs> that's the difference between you and someone else who's still stuck, is you actually took the initiative and you took action. You're like, you put yourself out there. Maybe she says no, but maybe she says yes and stuff like this starts happening. Now you can impact people, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's you, you just have to take action. You have to do something, work. So you're gonna be okay. And I think everyone listening to this needs to know that too, is you may be in a dark place right now, your identity may be stripped from you. Who am I now? I'm, I'm no longer a hockey player. Well, you can be if you want to, you know, join a, an adult league or, or something else, but it's now finding that other passion. Like what excites you? What energizes you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Follow mm-hmm. that. And I think you're doing that, right?
0: Definitely. Like I, I wake up like with a smile on my face, you know, like it might not be hockey, but I'm, I'm making a purpose for myself and I'm just trying to project my passion in different ways. So I think honestly, it's really important to just, like, think about, like, not let hockey go at all, but think about how you can project that in another way. Because I've never felt like I had more purpose, like, in this entire process until right now. Like, I'm, <clears throat> I'm doing exactly what I wrote this article for. Like, I'm helping people. I want to talk about it. I want to be there for people. But I also want to help myself and take my own advice, you know? and just just get up and just do it exactly just do it
1: that's amazing that is amazing and i i mean there's not necessarily a, a group or an organization that is specifically helping with the transition you know whether it be from high school to university university the real world or whatever it may be but if you're in the, the facebook group women's hockey life community right so maddie's in that group if you guys want to join it feel free to we'll we'll um you know, it's, a, it's another way to connect with everyone in the women's hockey world. So post questions, interact, uh, and hopefully if, if you are struggling with something, throw it out there. I promise you you're not the only one going through it. You're not alone. So feel free to lean on Maddie, lean on me, lean on your parents, your friends, your teammates. Just don't be afraid to talk. Right? Would you agree with that? I could not
0: agree more. Um, I think I, holding it in was the worst thing I've ever done, like talking about it has just made it so much easier and knowing that there's someone else out there that can completely relate. I know for a fact, it's not just you and I as well. There's has to be millions of people who have gone through this, not even as hockey players, but just as, as athletes in general, it really is a struggle. And just, I just don't be afraid to talk, you know, like the reason I'm doing this is because I, I want people to, to be able to reach out and ask questions and be vulnerable because that's what I'm doing. And it's, it's helped. lot
1: it's probably scary but it's probably liberating as well yeah definitely that's awesome maddie you're a rock star i'm so glad we did this and i'm so pumped to see uh you know what your future holds and what you're going to do and and i know it'll be great things and um any parting words for anyone hearing or or watching this um
0: just thank you guys for for watching and and listening and like honestly this means the world that i get to even record with jacqueline here and um just say how i'm feeling and everything like i'm just i'm really happy to to have this opportunity and um i hope this helps you really at the end of the day i hope what i said helps you and motivates you to keep pushing
1: love it awesome thank you guys again if you want to join that uh, facebook group just just search Women's hockey life community we're all in there It's a, it's literally everyone from all over the world so you want to connect interact jump in there and um We'll be uh, we'll be chatting again soon. Thank you, Maddie, I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you so much.